serve a wonderful God. We serve a mighty God. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Mark's Gospel. Mark chapter 5. It's good to see everyone here today, and I concur with Pastor Jesse that if you have not been to an, a Pentecostal church before and you think it's a little weird for people to be jumping around and doing all these things, these people have been delivered and set free, and they're excited about it. Amen? Praise God. We're, we are excited that we are... This is not just something that we do on Easter Sunday. We do this every Sunday. Amen. Amen. The fifth chapter of the book of Mark's Gospel. And I'm reading to you from King James Version. And it came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship... Immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, broken. And the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. And cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of David, son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment, torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them the way out of the country. Now there were nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and the country, and they went out to see what was done. They came to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Turn your Bibles with me just quickly to the book of Mark's gospel, rather Matthew, Matthew's gospel, the eighth chapter. In the 28th verse, a little slight variation reading from Matthew. It says in verse 28, And when he was come to the other side of the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, 
What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? And there was a good way off from them and heard of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said unto them, Go. And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine. And behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perished in the waters. And they that kept them fled and went in their ways into the city and told everything what was fallen to the possessed of the devils. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coast. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this reading of the word of the Lord. We thank you for your blessings and your anointing. I pray that you would speak to our hearts as we deliver this word that you have given to us today. Thank you for your great grace that is upon us and for this opportunity to minister in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. amen. You may be seated. I've been fascinated with this story in the fifth chapter of the book of Mark for many years and read it over and over and perhaps this, you've read this passage and maybe this is the first time for you to ever hear anything quite like this. But we've sang a lot this morning about Jesus being on the cross and about him dying for our sins. But I want to just bring it to a more practical application to those of you that are sitting in this audience today, how you may be suffering or maybe you don't think you're suffering or that you're going along in life, your life is fine, is okay, and, and you're, you're doing well. And we hope that you will do well. We want you to be blessed. We want... God's grace to be upon you. But if you would ever find yourself in a position, if you would ever find yourself where you're not so strong and you're not so powerful and something, another force comes into your life and, and uh, starts disturbing your, your, your peaceful existence, uh, then I want you to know that we serve a great God, a mighty God, a powerful God, a God that will change the very existence and how you live. We serve of God uh, that knows it make, will make a special trip. The Bible here says uh, that he got into a ship and he went on to the other side. Uh, why did he go over there? Because he heard about a man. Perhaps uh, he hadn't heard with his natural ear, but maybe it was in the spirit uh, that he heard something about these individuals uh, that no one could tame, no one could chain them, no one could control them. They, they were violent and, uh, and chains would be bound upon their wrists and their ankles. Uh, they would have they would break these chains. Uh, they would scream and holler. Uh, there were kinds of uh, uh, anxiousness. I'm sure that many uh, mothers told their children if you don't behave I'm going to send you out to the tomb and let those uh, men out there uh, uh, startle and frighten you and scare you and perhaps that would get them in line for a moment or two. Uh, but you see the, 
Lord saw and heard about these two men who were on the other side. God sees where you are today. He sees your circumstances. He sees what's going on. He sees your addictions. He sees what's got a hold of your life. And he wants to help you today. You see, we sing about the blood of Jesus Christ that will cleanse us from all sins. It will break the chains that bind. It will break the things that have your mind bound. It will break the things that have your hearts bound. Why? Because we serve a God who goes beyond, who loves, who sees, who cares, who knows what you're going through. We see here that these individuals, these two men, they met Jesus immediately. The scripture says that when Jesus stepped outside of that boat, they didn't linger off in the distance and look lurking around the tombs. The scripture says that they immediately ran as some strange force guiding them and they got to Jesus. The first thing that you find that they did is when they saw Jesus they fell down at his feet and worshipped. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that I'm here this morning and the Lord has called me here. You're not here by chance. Perhaps you agreed and as Pastor Jesse said you're probably thinking in your mind what am I doing here and I see all these crazy people jumping up and down. They've got their hands in the air. They're singing about being redeemed. Why? God has ordained it that you be here today. That you feel the presence of the Lord today. That you receive something from God today. I want to shake you and stir you out of your spiritual lethargy. I want to startle you and say that Jesus Christ has come and he is on the cross. He died for our sins. He made a way where there seems to be no way. That's what I'm talking about. That's what the kind of change that I'm looking for. I'm looking for a God that will make a way in my life. Well, we could talk about intellectualism and we could argue about finer points of the law and we could go forth and say this means this and that means that and you would leave here saying, well, that sounds like a pretty good argument. But I don't want you to leave here talking about arguments and about finer points and about crossing of the T's and dotting of the I's. I want you to find out that Jesus Christ is powerful. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. We don't serve a God that is on the cross. We serve a God that is now off the cross. We serve a God that is resurrected and he's just as powerful. He's just as mighty. He's just as righteous. He's just as glorious as he ever has been. Perhaps you thought that we were going to try to convince you with our intellect. And maybe there are those that can do that. But we have people in this place that have been delivered from alcoholism. Amen. People that were struggling, that had to have a drink every morning and every afternoon and every night. and Perhaps in the middle of the night, they would wake up and, and that, uh, that 
demonic power that's, that's had a hold of them. We, we have people in this place here today that have been delivered from uh, drugs, uh, the taking of illegal drugs, drugs that would uh, alter their mind and alter their body and, and uh, uh, cause them to do things that would, would not be seemingly. And, and uh, they were bound by these things. They didn't necessarily want to do this. They didn't necessarily uh, want to keep doing this and, and find themselves uh, selling out for whatever they could get to satisfy that craving but I'm here to tell you uh, we serve a God that will break the chains uh, we serve a God that will crush those chains to powder uh, it will crush that, uh, that, that addiction uh, that craving uh, and give you something uh, you don't crave those things like you used to uh, you don't long for those things uh, I long for the power of God uh, I long for his grace uh, I long for his anointing hallelujah you see, that's Pentecostalism. We found the raw, real Jesus. Amen. The real Jesus that can change my heart. The real Jesus that makes a difference. The real Jesus that will change your family. The real Jesus that will heal your family and bring them back together. The real Jesus that will change your mind. The way you think. The way you act. The way you live. That's the real Jesus that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a Jesus that you might wear on a cross. And it looks nice as, a, as that imaginary Jesus is hanging on the cross. But he is risen. He is powerful. He delivers. He sets free. He is the God of the, the, of the, the victorious. He is the God of the righteous. That's the God I'm serving. I'm not looking for a Jesus that could counsel me as I'm sitting in my seat and thinking, well, that's a pretty good philosophy of a way to live. And, but my, I still think the same way. I still act the same way. I, I still have hatred in my heart or I still have anger in my life. Uh, I still go through life with the same uh, slippery problems uh, that I never can get a grasp on. Uh, I want you to know if you will completely uh, and totally turn your life over to God, uh, if you will let go of your pride, uh, if we will let go of how powerful or how tough you are or how beautiful you are or how righteous you think you might be if you'll rest upon Jesus Christ he will change you he will deliver you he will set you free verse 6 says in this 5th chapter of the book of Mark it says when they saw Jesus afar off they ran and worshipped him. Amen. They ran and they, they went. They, they didn't just casually think, I'm going to stroll over here and see what this is all about. <laughs> you know, we have our pride and, and we think, well, I'm going to go over there and, and show them, you know, I've got it together. They realized. They knew. I mean, it was all over. <laughs> 
they, they realized that they didn't have it together. They, realized, they understood that they lived in the tombs. They didn't have a respectable place that they lived. They didn't have a nice address that you were happy to give on any application if people knew the city and the area that you lived. They lived. They, they, when they said, where do you live? I, I live in the tombs. And if anyone had the chance to ask them, they, how do you live? Well, I cut myself with stones. And I'm, I'm tormented. I scream out at night. And they have captured me. Groups have captured me. And they put chains around my ankles and my wrist and they've tried to to keep me from hurting myself or hurting someone else and I've been so powerful to break those chains they realized what they were if some of us would realize our need for God there would be a fantastical change in our life you would be like these individuals immediately but That's why when we come to God in our pride, we come to him by inches. But you see, when you come like these two individuals and you run to him and fall at your feet and and say to him, in in effect, I don't know what I'm doing. I've been making a big mess out of my life. I've been thinking that I know what I'm doing, but I don't know what I'm doing. And here I am and I'm falling at your feet because I need your help today. How many needs the help of the Lord Jesus Christ in their life? I need his help. Amen. I've been living for the Lord for a long time, but I'll be the first to admit to you that I can't even walk without him holding my hand. I don't know the direction to go. I don't know how to put one foot in front of the other. I don't know what to think, and I don't know how to live. Why? Because my life totally rests upon him. Amen. My life, my thoughts, my everything is in Jesus Christ. So when they ran and worshipped Jesus, and Scripture says in verse 7 that they cried with a loud voice. I said, now what are we to do with thee? There's that struggle. You see, it wasn't them that was talking. It was something in them that was talking. And I said, what, we ha- what do we have to do with thee? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. And verse 8 says... Jesus spoke and said, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. You know, there's something about being pure and clean. It's possible. It's possible to be pure and clean and righteous and holy. I know that we go through all kinds of contortions. We do all kinds of things. And we say, well, uh, have you ever made a New Year's resolution? We, you know, the, we're, this is only April, the fourth day of April. So the resolution that you made back in January 1st, perhaps uh, you're remembering it or maybe you've already forgotten it. Uh, how many made a New Year's resolution? You can be honest or not with me. Uh, but some of us made New Year's resolutions in here. Uh, uh, and uh, we're going to, and maybe you've already forgotten them. So you don't want to raise your hand. Uh, you know, uh, maybe you've... Uh, uh, you kept them for a couple of days, for a couple of weeks, maybe even a month. And, and it would be amazing if you kept them for 90 days and you've really changed your heart and mind. And, and, uh, but you fell right back into it. Uh, why? Because it is possible to change by the power of the will. But the promise that we have from the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, for all the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen, uh, under the glory of God by us, uh, when God promises to come into 
your life, when he promises to change the way you think, when he promises to change the way you act, when you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost, when you go down on the watery grave of baptism, when you feel the Spirit of God in your heart, there's a change that comes in your life. There's a change that comes into your heart. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is able and powerful to change and make the miraculous change in your life. the last several elections uh, the big word in those elections was the word change and sometimes we're disappointed with the lack of change that we heard that was going to come our way but you'll never be disappointed with the Lord of Jesus Christ when he tells you he will make a change if you'll submit your heart to him if you'll submit your life to him when he tells you he will make a change he will keep his word but you've got to keep your word amen you've said Lord I want to follow you and you come down to the altar and you repent or wherever you repent and say God I want to change in my heart I want to change the way I act I want to change the way I talk if you tell him that in sincerity he believes you and he will start working in your life to make an effective change in your heart now verse 10 says and they besought him just don't send us out of the country now there were nigh a herd of swine one commentator and it is said in historical writings that these individuals use shamanism to predict the future in these watchers of these swine. This is not just random that these individuals wanted the, those evil spirits or those evil spirits wanted to go into those swine. And when they went there, the scripture says they violently ran down the hill and drowned them. You see, the God that I serve is above all gods. Amen. He's almighty, all-powerful, all-true, all-righteous, and all-holy. I don't know what problem that you're experiencing today. I don't know what circumstance and situation that you're undergoing or what, what is happening in your life. And we all, I look at this congregation, and some of you I know, and, and many of you I don't know, and, but I know that we're all experiencing some kind of loss or some type, type of worry or some type of uh, anxiousness or something that we have no control over, uh, be it a financial, be it health, be it emotion. Uh, there's somebody in here that is experiencing all of those things and I'm telling you today if you submit your heart totally and 100% to him he will solve the problem he will take care of the issue the healing power we sing the blood about the blood we're not talking about some imaginary substance that you daub on your soul that is a submission to the cross of Jesus Christ that's talking about a submission to the one who said let there be light and there was light that's talking about a submission who on the bow of that ship said peace be still and the forces of nature became calm I'm talking about the Jesus that will change you that will deliver you and heal you of your sickness amen so this morning on this Easter Sunday in 2021 you're here today 
And some of us are able to control our emotions and we don't look quite like these individuals and we live in a respectable house and we have a job and, and we keep ourselves together. But there are these things that lurk in our minds and our hearts when it's just us. Amen. When you're just sitting on the edge of your bed and it's just you and the Lord, so to speak, and, and it's, you're not there to impress anybody. You, no one sees you and it's just you're alone with your own thoughts. I want to speak to you this morning and tell you uh, as I come to a conclusion in this Easter Sunday message uh, that Jesus can and will make a change in your life if you will let him, if you will submit to him. Amen. If you will submit to, him, submit to him. It's the if, the question of the if. It's not hearing the, the words that I speak necessarily. It's if you allow him. Now, it started when we sang the first song, and as the emotions and the, the words that were sang were very true, and they, they brought about uh, an experience in our heart. And you can either submit to that presence of God, or maybe that's the first time you felt it in that way. And that, that might, today might be the first time that you've audibly, audibly prayed if you did speak words of prayer. But I want to encourage you today uh, that there is a life hereafter, that there is something hereafter. The Apostle Paul said, if I have hope only in this life and the experiences that I can have here, once you've experienced all the, uh, there is to life, uh, when you get to a certain age, uh, you know, we talk about today, uh, uh, that's on my bucket list. Uh, what are you going to do when you've accomplished all the things on your bucket list? Uh, because there is a hereafter. We have a soul that will live on forever. Amen. Uh, and we have a Savior. Uh, hallelujah that you could submit your life and heart to uh, that when you reach the end of your days uh, that we have a hope that is not just in this life uh, that it is in the hereafter and being with the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We see here at the end of this reading the scripture says in verse 15 and they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. This is something that just startled them. Scripture says they weren't running around. They weren't running to and fro. They weren't running at people. They were sitting. They had clothes on, something that they didn't wear in the tombs. And they were in their right mind. They were cognizant. And they could have a conversation. You could speak to them. They weren't out of it. Have you ever spoke to somebody that's not all there, that's out of it, emotionally and mentally? It's difficult to have a conversation with them. You, you can't, you're trying to find words to express and to understand what they're saying, if it's possible. But here, the scripture says they were sitting and clothed in your right mind. I don't know about you today, but I, I like living a life of peace. Amen. I like living a life where that my life and heart, my life and my mind are at peace. At peace. We serve today the Prince of Peace. The one who can bring peace to your life. If you'll stand to your feet right now. Hallelujah. In this short little message that I've given to you today, expressing that Jesus Christ can make a change in your life.
He can make a definite change. You don't have to continue the way you've been continuing. You can make a definite change in your life. Amen. So this is what I'm going to ask you to do while you're standing right where you are. And if you would bow your heads with me right now. And you say, Pastor, I, I've, I've heard the singing. I've, I've heard the word that you preach. And I truly want a change in my life. I truly want something to come over me. I know I've made many New Year's resolutions or resolutions that were beyond New Year's. I've just tried to change my life. I'd said, I'm going to do this, but I, I can't seem to do it. Something seems to hold me back and to stop me. Amen. Amen. I want you to raise your hand right now and say, Pastor, would you pray for me? We're going to have an altar call, but I, I just want those of you that you may not come, I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. Amen. Let's pray right now. You see these hands that are raised. Lord Jesus, you see these hands that are raised in simplicity and humility and desire. A desire to change their life. A desire and a hunger for righteousness. A desire and a longing for goodness in their heart, Lord. A mercy, a blessing that they haven't experienced before. They've tried many ways. Maybe they've tried it in a bottle. or Maybe they've tried it in, in some type of diversion. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for your blessings upon us today. Speak to the hearts of everyone that has their hands raised. Even to those who did not raise their hands, Lord, I ask that you would speak to their hearts, that you would draw them, that you would call them, that this would be the beginning of something great in their life, this message, this service today. The power of your grace, the power of your anointing, Lord, as it rests with them, as it speaks to their heart, God, I ask you, Lord, for your blessings right now. I ask, Lord, that your anointing and your calling would be upon every individual. Hallelujah. Let's raise our hands to the Lord. Let's thank Him. Let's thank Him right now. Let's thank Him right now. Hallelujah. I praise you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. Now I'm going to ask those of you that raised your hand if you want to come and make another step, a step further than just raising your hand. If you'd like to come down in front and pray, we will have someone that will pray with you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. As the praise team sings right now in Jesus' name. I see shadows. Thank you, Lord. You see hope. I see broken, but you see beautiful. And you're helping me to believe that you're restoring me peace by peace. There's nothing too dirty that you can't make worthy. Wash me in mercy. I am clean. Come on, Oak Park family, let's flood these altars right now. If you brought somebody here this morning, I pray that you would just grab them by the hand and confidently bring them down to this altar. 
God's wanting to work in the miraculous. Let's bind together as a church family. Elders, I'm calling upon you right now. Make your way forward. Pray with these young people. Pray with these saints that are here this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I see broken, but you see beautiful. And you're helping me to believe that you're restoring me piece by piece. There's nothing to dirty. You can't make worthy. You wash me in mercy. I am clean. There's nothing too dirty that you can't make worthy. You wash me in mercy. Amen. My dirty rags are purified. Thank you, Jesus. I'm 
I'd like to make another call to prayer right now, another call to action. I know a lot of you have plans this Sunday, but I see a lot of people that are consistent church family. You come here every Sunday and every Wednesday. There is not a better Sunday to find yourself in this altar than on Easter Sunday. On Easter Sunday. I'm asking you right now. I'm making a call and an invitation. This is not for our visitors. This is for our church family. If you are here every Sunday, every Wednesday, you need to find yourself in this altar right now. You need to consecrate yourself right now. If you're not feeling the move of the Lord, you need to find your way up here. You need to get the touch from the Lord. You need to bind together with your church family and begin to lay hands on them. The Spirit of the Lord is wanting to do something in this place this morning. Find somebody to pray with. As the music plays, lift your voice and magnify Him. Jesus is wanting to restore some lives. He's wanting to heal some bodies. He's wanting to touch some minds this morning. If you've never been filled with the presence of the Spirit of the Lord, it can happen this morning. Come on, Oak Park family, lift your voices right now. I want to hear you cry out to God. Washed in the blood of your sacrifice, your blood for red and made me white. That's it, that's it, yeah. Hallelujah. Washed in the blood of your sacrifice, your blood flowed and gave me white, and my dirty rags are purified, I'm clean. Washed in the blood of your sacrifice, your blood flowed and gave me white, my dirty rags are purified, I'm clean. In the blood of your sacrifice, your blood flowed red and made me white, and my dirty rags are purified. I'm clean. Washed in the blood of your sacrifice, your blood flowed red and made me white, my dirty rags are purified. Come on, that's it. The Spirit of the Lord is moving. Lives are being changed right now. And you can make worthy. You wash me in mercy. I am clean. There's nothing too dirty. Can make worthy. You wash me in mercy. I am clean. There's nothing too dirty that you can make worthy. You wash me in mercy. I That's it, Oak Park family. Keep praying. Keep seeking the Lord. 
Your blood flowed red and made me white. My dirty rags are purified. I'm clean. Washed in the blood of your sacrifice. Your blood flowed red and made me white. My dirty rags are purified. I'm clean. Washed in the blood of your sacrifice. Your blood flowed red and made me white. My dirty rags are purified. I'm clean. Washed in the blood of your sacrifice. Your blood flowed red and made me white. My dirty rags are purified. I'm clean. Washed in your blood. Washed in the blood of your sacrifice. Your blood flowed red and made me white. My dirty rags are purified. I'm clean. There's nothing to dirty. Can't make worthy. You wash me in mercy. I am clean. There's nothing too dirty that you can't make worthy. You wash me in mercy. I am clean. What was dead now lives again. My heart's beating, beating inside my chest. Oh, I'm coming alive with joy and destiny. Purified, I'm clean. Washed in your blood, 
to daddy that you can make worthy you wash me in mercy I am clean there's nothing to daddy that you can make worthy you wash me in mercy I am clean there's nothing too dirty that you can't make worthy you wash me in mercy I am clean there's nothing too dirty that you can't make worthy you wash me in mercy. I am clean. Amen. The Lord's working. He's moving on lives right now. I, I want to make a one final invitation. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, Acts 2.38 is a powerful portion of Scripture. But it's Peter. He's talking to a whole multitude of people that he's never met. They're from all over the world in the book of Acts. And he says... Uh, and they, they're crying out and they're asking, what do we need to do to be saved? Because they realized the wrongdoing. They had crucified someone who was innocent. But it was all part of God's plan. And Peter says to them, you need to repent. And you need to be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. If you've never been baptized or if you've been baptized in, in some other form other than in the name of Jesus. Or you were baptized when you were very young and you can't remember it. We have water, we have clothes for you to change into. This morning is your morning. This morning is your morning. Amen? Amen. So we're going to, we're, if you'd like, those of you that are ready to be dismissed, please be dismissed. There's some people up here that are still seeking the presence of the Lord. If you would like to be baptized, come find me. As soon as I walk down off this platform, we'll make it happen. We love each and every one of you. For those that are ready, please make your way to the gymnasium. God bless you.